What's the worst day you ever had in your business? I can name a few. I was a five-time award-winning entrepreneur who burned out because I couldn't give up control of anything in my business, whether it was because I thought I could do it faster or because I thought I couldn't afford it. I just refused to let anybody else in. Consequently, the business turned from a dream goal into a job I hated and I didn't know what to do anymore. In 2015, I closed my business, walked away, and started a whole new life. But I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. And I realized that what I really love to do is marketing. I love to talk about marketing and create marketing and teach other people how to create value-based marketing initiatives that talk to their customers. I've done it for corporations, for entrepreneurs like you, bloggers, and everybody in between. I'm here to help you create your dream empire that gives you the freedom to create your life the way you want to do it. My name is Megan Brain. This is Stop Sucking at Business. Let's go. Hey guys, Megan here. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I am here with an amazing, we just were talking before and she's so cool. You're going to love her. Her name is Maria Henning. She is a self-trust mentor and human design coach. She teaches women how to trust themselves, overcome imposter syndrome, and take action on their insight. And she's going to blow your mind. So Marie, thank you so much for being here. This is so cool to talk to you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for the very kind introduction. And thank you so much for having me. I love um, having these conversations. So yeah, I'm very happy to be here. So let's start at the beginning, a very good place to start, right? You had mentioned <laughs> musical figure surveys. Um, how did you start as this kind of mentor? Uh, where, what is your background with this? Yeah, that's a good question. So I have spent the last about 10 years or so really just diving in and consuming all of the personal development work. Just um, there's there's always been a very strong curiosity for how to um, maximize potential and sort of like live, live the most authentic, like coolest life that you can create. Um, and so that that's always been an interest for me. Um, and specifically, I for me, I had a I had a moment where I lost trust in myself, right? And that very much affected every single aspect of my life. There was a specific moment, something happened, the rug was pulled out from under me. And when that happens, you're sort of left wondering like, what the hell? Like, okay, I can't trust myself because I, I thought I was doing the right thing. I, I thought I thought it was black and it really, it was white. You know, and when you have a moment like that, it really sort of shakes you to your core. So I spent about a year, this was a few years ago, I spent about a year really just, um, yeah, not knowing really what to do. I couldn't, I didn't trust myself to leave my job, even though I knew it wasn't for me. I was still living with my parents a few years out of university. And I was just like, I didn't trust myself to live in my own place, even though I always wanted to be independent, right? I always wanted to sort of move out, but I couldn't, I didn't feel like it was possible for me. And it wasn't until I had the breakthrough of like, oh, I really don't trust myself that um, things started to shift. And so that breakthrough for me came um, I think, what year are we in? We're, it's going to be January 2021. So it was two years ago, exactly. It'll be January 2019. When I just had this moment of I kept hearing the words trust and go, like, trust yourself and like, go take action. And that has turned into what I teach now, which is I teach you to trust yourself so you can take action. I was doing that my whole life until I had this one moment, right? And then I had to relearn okay, how do I trust myself? How was I before? Why wasn't this a problem for me? And I was able to develop this, oh, I can trust myself. My desires are, are trust, trustworthy. I'm trustworthy. I'm capable. I can do these things. Um, and then through there developed a, a really 
I, I like to say robust system for how you actually cultivate self-trust. So now, um, you know, I spent about a year since that moment in January of 2019, just sort of developing that and, and doing it for myself. Um, and I've been coaching it and, and teaching it to women for the last six or seven months now. So yeah, that's how, that's how I got here. That's amazing. So what was your, um, what was your day job? Um, I used to be, so I had, I've had a few jobs out of college. Um, so I started when, when I had this moment where the rug was pulled out from under me, uh, it was, I was actually working at Apple retail, uh, which was super fun learning lots about tech and customer service and all of that good stuff. Um, but when I ended up leaving my, the job that I left, um, for, uh, to become, to, to do this on my own uh, was marketing at a yoga studio. So I had always uh, taught yoga as well. <laughs> that was, if you know anything about human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So that should explain why I have all these crazy interests and I do all these different things. Um, but I was working at a yoga studio as a marketing person. Um, and that actually was like the perfect bridge to start my own business because I was doing web design, marketing, graphic design. So I had all those skills that you need, right, to like start a business. Um, and I was like, perfect. Okay, I, I have the skills now. I'm ready to go. So when you decided to go full time with this or just even start the business up, um, trust and go, which I love. That's a great mantra. That's a beautiful, just <laughs> distinct, but really effective. Right. Uh, when you decided that this is something that I want to pursue as a career, what kind of plan did you start forming for this? So I think that, you know, in a field like yours where learning more self-trust removing doubt, you know, getting rid of imposter syndrome, those are really difficult and require, you know, psychology and just really intense things that you're going to, you have to work with clients with. So how did you kind of decide that this is how I'm going to pursue this kind of avenue in an effective way? Yeah. Interesting. That's a good question. Are you, are you asking about like how will I teach my method because it's like sort of a difficult method to teach or more around like, what's my vision for, for the business overall? I guess both really. So I guess okay. when, when you decided that this was something that you wanted to explore as a career, what kind of vision did you have for like, okay, this is how I'm going to attack this. And then um, if you want to talk more about like the psychology and your process and stuff, definitely that too, but just, yeah, just kind of like the internal mindset of, okay, this is what I want to do. How the fuck am I going to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Good question. So, so when I, when I was like, all right, I'm going to do this thing. I had already sort of been in the, like I was, I had been a consumer of online courses for a while already. Um, specifically like memberships was something that I had found a lot of value in. Um, and, and in my like, previous job, I was a teacher, right? I was a yoga teacher. So I taught endless classes, meditation, yoga. And then I also taught a lot of workshops. And that was something that I found a lot of joy in. Like, I really like teaching workshops, like, you know, which is, which is now what I do is like, here's my, my thing. I created this thing for you myself. It came out of my mind. It's not just like a yoga class that I'm teaching, like someone else's style. It's like, this is my mind in this workshop and I'm going to teach it to you. So I was already really comfortable with things like that. And I, and I knew that I could figure out how to create an online course. So when I started the business, I was like, I'm going to create a membership because like, that's what I consume a lot of. And that's what I know how to do. I see, you know, I, I'm very, I'm very good at like 
seeing the, the system that someone's using and reverse engineering it. It's like, okay, if you're using Teachable and the emails that you're sending me at the bottom, it says MailChimp, I know what systems you're using. It's pretty pretty quick to sort of see that. So if you're, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're uh, you know, starting out in your business, you can find the software that every single person is using and you can go learn it. The software will tell you, <laughs> they, everyone has a help desk um, to tell you how the software works. So I was like, cool, I can figure this out. This does not seem hard at all. Um, but what I didn't realize is memberships only work when you have a massive following. Right, because if I'm selling a super low ticket item, I need a high volume of individuals to buy it, right? For for me to actually not only just like make good money, but even just like pay rent, right? You need to have a high a number of people, you know, hundred clients buying a twelve a twenty dollar membership to make two thousand dollars a month. That's not that's not a lot of money in the US and in a lot of places. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I definitely don't have the numbers for that. So what is the next thing? And that's where you know, you start with one-on-one -on -one coaching that that's sort of the, I, I was starting from the last, uh, the last step you actually start. This is what I've learned. Typically you start with one-on-one -on -one coaching, then you go into group and then you do something like an online course and then you do a membership that, that, that I did not know about. So it was, I was grateful to learn it because I didn't, I didn't waste a lot of time, um, you know, creating a membership, but either way, I still had a method, right? I still had something that if I if I was gonna teach it in a membership to a bunch of people, I could definitely teach it to one person. Um, and so then I just jumped in and I started to learn everything about how do you create a one-on-one -on -one coaching package? What do you do um, you know, to, to, to market this? Where do you talk about it? And again, a lot of reverse engineering. I looked at a lot of coaches that I knew, friends of mine were coaches um, that I got, got into, you know, entrepreneurial communities, lots of coaches in there. You can check out their website. You can check out their sales page. You can see what they're offering and you can ask questions and, and see what do I want to offer? How do I want to create it? What's my vision for like the best, you know, coaching package. And, and that's really how, <laughs> at least from, from my understanding, that's how it goes. You just see stuff that, that is inspiring to you. You have your own idea of what you think would be really impactful for your, for your client. And then you just go for it and you just create something and you try it and you basically, I mean, you give it your best right you give the best that you can to to the people that that work with you and then if they're getting results and like that's that's the and, and if you're doing this with integrity right with your best intention in mind and, and really following through on what on what you said you would do um then you have a coaching business right there so uh, it's really a lot of trial and error i think at the beginning but that was that was my thought process around um, starting the business, I was like membership. And then I was like, okay, I guess I got to do that with one person first and not digitally with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. That is so, um, mirrors my own trajectory where I was like, I'm going <laughs> to do this thing. And I was like, oh wait, I only have five people on my mailing list. I can't do this. Exactly. Thing. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, specifically, it was like I was I was working through, you know, a workbook and it was like, you need to eat. It was like, these are the conversion rates. Like, you know, how much money do you want to make? And blah, blah. I was like, oh, I need like 5,000 emails <laughs> to like make this work. Um, maybe not today. <laughs> maybe not this year. <laughs> yeah. Spreadsheets and workbooks are just like the cold, hard shower on your face. I'm <laughs> just like, like, nope. Yes. Yeah. No, you can't. I know. I so, yeah. so you've learned so much. You have just been a, a knowledge traveler, right? I'm just like personal development and courses and think. What have you really seen as working for and something that you have implemented in your business that you have just been like, this is the tits. This is just something that I love. Let's teach this out to more people. 
Mm, like like my my own process or something yeah 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 okay well well you know the second part of my title so to speak is human design and human design has been just like the ultimate game changer for what I what I do and this is what I am now um, I'm offering now human design readings I've been offering them for a few months now and it's like people really really want to understand that so let's let's chat about it Um, so human design is this very beautiful intricate system that gives you a very detailed map of your conscious and unconscious energetic makeup and so what's really beautiful about that is if you think of like Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram which a lot of coaches use you know to to understand their client's personality well their client is self-assessing right and so you're only really getting at the conscious stuff and a lot of times it might be the conditioned conscious personality like you think as you're going through the 16 personality test you're like well i am out more outgoing and it's like no you're not like you know you're not you're not assessing this correctly right and so not not no shame on no hate on myers-briggs or or enneagram i have my clients do it i think it's fantastic and I, i learn a lot about them but human design for me is like the most accurate representation and the most detailed representation of what we can, what we can look at. And so um, I was not expecting at all to get into human design. When I started my coaching business, I was sort of learning about it a bit for myself. When I learned I was a manifesting generator, I was like, Oh yeah, I need to quit my job. Like I can't, I hate work. This is why I hate working for people. I need to have like complete total freedom. I work really fast. Like I need to be able to just do whatever the fuck I want um, in my business. Um, And that's exactly what I do now. And it feels fucking amazing. Um, But I didn't realize that I could actually use this to coach clients. And so now, I mean, when I first started doing my, my, so my program is called radical self-trust. When I first started doing radical self-trust, I, I didn't tell my clients that I was going to be doing human design because I was just starting to get certified in it. And it turned out to be, that is the thing that they liked the most. That is the thing that made the biggest difference for them. Um, and so now, you know, because I think human design is a wonderful system. I offer these readings, these foundational readings so that you can understand your energy uh, and specifically why it's so helpful for trusting yourself is because it tells you how are you supposed to make decisions that you can trust because everybody has a different way of making decisions. Um, And then how are you supposed to take action, right? How are you supposed to then navigate the world once you've made that decision? And so for me, you can't trust yourself quite as well if you don't have a very clear process for making decisions that you can trust and then also connecting with your intuition human design will give you lots of insight on that and then how are you supposed to take action what's the way that you're supposed to navigate the world so yeah human design is the tits as you say um i think it's absolutely fantastic it's been it's been the most profound discovery that i've made over like you know like i said the past 10 years of like aggressively searching for self-discovery information i've done all the tests all the personal development courses you can think of Hey guys, Megan here. How are your conversions doing? Are they maybe a little womp womp? I am here to help you with this exclusive free training about two phrases you can use that just boost your conversions like kapow. But there's a catch. It's totally free, but you have to get it in my Facebook group. That's the only place it's available. So to join Join my Facebook no. <laughs> Joining my Facebook group is totally free. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash Megan Brame. Once you join, you'll be able to get access to the training that shows you two stupidly simple phrases you can use to add oomph to your conversions in your marketing. It's going to blow your mind. And I am so excited for you to check it out. Again, facebook.com slash groups slash Megan Brame. I'll see you in there. 
and human design is by far blown every single one out of the water. Um, so that's what I share with everybody, <laughs> with everybody now. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm really building up a lot more now. And I think will become more the focus of my work um, in 2021. Well, let's talk more about human design. So can you give the background about it and how, when should people start looking for answers through human design? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So human design, like I said, is a system that gives you a map of your energy. And so we're looking at a combination of a lot of um, ancient modalities like um, the I Ching, which is a, a Chinese book that was written thousands and thousands of years ago that gives the 64 archetypes for like human behavior and, 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 and yeah, human behavior essentially. So we have the I Ching, we also have astrology, the chakra system, um, what else, the quality of life. And then we have these new modalities that it's been sort of, that we're borrowing from, which is like genetics, biochemistry, and quantum mechanics. So it's the most like, you know, intricate system that I have found because it combines all these different systems together in a really beautiful way. And so just like you would go and get an astrology, like natal chart reading, um, and you would see, okay, well, I'm a Capricorn sun, Scorpio moon, Aquarius rising. What does that mean? Look at the things on my plant. Like, I I don't know astrology, by the way, if if you can't tell, but it's like, I know the basics. So, you know, people are looking at your chart and they can tell you sort of certain things. Human design is a similar, is a similar thing. Um, So again, combines a lot of systems. We're looking at your conscious and unconscious energetic makeup and I say start right now like if you if you want to really understand yourself and specifically around making decisions and taking action everybody I think should have this information it's 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 not um it's not like oh look at this later it's super complicated it's like look at it now so that you can know how to sort of move in the world Um, so I'll give you some some examples of this we have five different energy types in human design all those different types have a different way of taking action so some individuals are here to like start things initiate right and they could just begin and start new things and they're always starting new things and doing different things these are the manifestors right but then there's the reflectors right which takes in about a lunar cycle to really decide sort of what to do and and where to go and 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 because so influenced by the the energy surrounding us right there are some people talking about decision making there are some people that are meant to make impulsive in the moment decisions these are your sacral people your gut decision people they just know in the moment they don't need to think about it twice and then there's people like me that need to wait it out that need to ride their emotional wave and really see where they come to clarity about a certain decision right it took me over a month to decide to you know step into a human design certification i had a friend that i in this certification who decided after the cart closed and just was in the next day, right? So everybody has a different process of making decisions. And if you can actually leverage that, it's gonna transform your business. Um, And there is a lot of, without getting too deep, there is a lot of information around how to um, essentially approach your business using your design, um, where we can look at specific energetic signatures that you hold um, to really look at okay, this is what's blocking you in, you know, growing your business or um, attracting clients or attracting sales. Um, And this is like the thing that you need to leverage specifically for your branding and things like that. There's, it's very, very detailed. And again, that's why I'm like, okay, I need to focus on this next year. It's just so, so in depth and so powerful. So yeah, start now, look, go, go to myhumandesign.com and look up your chart, (laughs) put in your birth information and take a look and start to dive into the rabbit hole. That is so interesting. In the when you were saying that, um, I had done a body graph, and I'm actually trying to find my body graph because um, I looked it up, and it was so intense. It was so yeah. like every area had like connectors, right? And I, 
should should have had you look at it before but like tell me what the fuck does this all mean because it is so it's a lot right so i understand like having a coach um do this work through with you and just kind of figure it out but like if people haven't done this yet one i definitely recommend like you said going and getting this done but the interpretation of it is so intense and so um uh, just really intricate and really how do you look at a client through their human design or body graph or whatever and just say like okay here are the salient points that we're gonna work through in our this session or in the like what is your process with that once you have them go through that kind of system yeah yeah exactly good question so so for just like a reading if you aren't if you're not in your if you're not in my, my program and inside radical self-trust then i'm just giving you a lot of information and you tell me what are we going to apply it to so if we're doing a one hour or two hour reading doesn't matter you'll tell me hey i'm thinking about career so i'm like okay let's talk about your your strategy right this is how you take action so now let's apply that to your career um, or somebody's talking about um, i want to connect with my intuition or I, i'm thinking about you know um, money like what's going on there we'll look at your specific type of manifestation what kind Kind of what's the most magnetic state for your type things like that so that's just a reading lots of information um you know it's recorded you can listen to it over again and i'm just telling you here's all your human design stuff and let's let's apply it to this one thing but specifically for self-trust what i work with is we start with the foundation and so my process is self-awareness right who are you how do you make decisions what's your connection with intuition where do you want to go how are you meant to take action right that's that's the first step and then we move into self-acceptance right can we accept who you are can we stop acting out of denial we move into self-love again acting out of self-love not self-hate i have lots of definitions around self-love that that bring it down from the bullshit face masks and bubble bath, which is not self-love, right? Um, and then we move into self-trust, which for me, my definition of self-trust is the firm reliance on the integrity of yourself. And then finally, we get to imposter syndrome and then trust and go is the last session. So it's a, it's a six session um, pro process. So human design comes into play a lot in the first session, right? Because self-awareness, what are we looking at? This is when I have you go through, you know, we go through everything. You get a full human design reading um, as my client. Like we go through every single part of your energy. And what's fun about this is, again, it tells you your strategy, how you're meant to take action. It tells you your authority, how you're meant to make decisions. We're also looking at your intuitive connection. So a lot of my clients have come to me like, people are telling me to listen to my gut or might listen to my intuition. And I don't know how to do that. And it's like, oh, right, because you don't actually have your sacral center defined. So you can't listen to your gut. It's inconsistent, right? Or, you know, X, Y, Z, there's lots of places to look at in your human design for intuitive understanding and intuitive knowing, like all the clairvoyant, clairsentient, clair gifts, you can actually see it in human design, you can see which energy aligns with which. Um, but then as we go through the set through the process, um, you know, specifically, especially in the last in the last session as well, talking about taking consistent action, we can look at our chart and see what is it, where are, what are our drivers, right? Um, so in human design, the moon is the driving force. And so, you know, I was doing this for, for my client yesterday, and it's like her unconscious driving force is to empower people, right? It's a, the gate of empowering others. It's the gate of loving the behavior of others. And it's like, she's a coach, so what would you expect, right? Like that's, that is what's driving her, right? 
right? And so we can look at, this is what you can leverage. This is the energy that you can leverage. We can leverage this. This is why you want to empower other people so bad. And then we can take a look at some other places in their in their design to see where can they rely on themselves for consistent action-taking motivation, right? Some people, this is the last thing I'll say that I think might, might help some, some individuals. Some people have something called the ego center defined. This means you have really consistent access to willpower. And some people like myself do not have it defined, which means I have very inconsistent access to willpower. And most people do not have this defined, right? And so all of us around here are like, oh, I'm not disciplined enough. I can't push myself enough. And it's like, no, girl, it's inconsistent for you. Most likely if you don't have center, that center defined. So stop trying to rely on willpower and forcing yourself. Let's look at some other things that are actually going to help you, <laughs> you know, motivate yourself for your business or motivate yourself for life in general, whether it be that morning routine or X, Y, Z. A lot of people come to me around morning routines. Um, it's like, we're not going to rely on willpower. You can't do it. Let's look at some other places. So yeah, overall, I mean, it show, it comes up a lot um, in throughout throughout our work. We look at your intuitive connection. How are you meant to, let's, we practice authority a lot. We practice the decision-making a lot. Um, so always sort of, you know, when something comes up, I'm like, here's a chance to practice listening to your sacral center. If you're a sacral person, or this is a chance to ride out your emotional wave, if you're an emotional person. Um, and by the way, if you, if you're listening, I know I've said a lot of jargon. Um, <laughs> to, I, I apologize, uh, but you can always DM me for, for questions about what I've said, but anywho, I, I support, I support my clients in practicing all the time to leverage their energy. And, and that's really what I'm here to do. I'm not giving you like my process. You have to do it my way. It's, like, here's how we're going to apply my philosophy around this using your energy. And your driving force is empowering others. That's what we're going to look at. That's not my driving force. That's not what drives me in, in my human design, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that it, it's, it's extremely customized. It's extremely customized using your design um, specifically. So, oh, and one last thing that I'll say. Yeah. Um, you'll get to you'll get to know a lot of consistent fears um, when you look at the, your your design. So some mm. people um, you know have a fear of inadequacy. Um, some people have a fear of repeating past mistakes. Um, you know, and and specifically one of my clients is I love her so much. She came to me and right before she, I think she was still in this program when we were working when we started working together. She was in this group called Perfectionist Getting Shit Done. Oh my she's such a perfectionist right? and this is a symptom of imposter syndrome it's like this perfectionism right we talk about imposter syndrome a lot in my work and it's like i looked at her design i was like yeah you have the gate of 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 perfectionism basically like you have like this one specific energetic signature where the fear is the fear of inadequacy the fear of not being perfect so yeah you can look at a lot of this stuff and then work through it um custom to that person when you're seeing such an intricate map of someone's energy so you're talking a lot about, um, you know, the uniqueness of every person, but have you seen consistencies in what, um, what comes along with imposter syndrome or why people can't find adequate levels of self-love? Like what have you seen just in your work on things that trigger people and they can start identifying like, oh, this isn't, this isn't real. This is imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. So, so imposter syndrome typically like the most common place that it shows up is like wanting to have all the answers you want to know everything before you start and that's that you, some people call that perfectionism some people call that like a fear of you know being a fool or like not you know being called out or something like that but but imposter syndrome manifests itself a lot as like 
hoarding knowledge, right? I have to hoard all this knowledge and understand all these things, um, you know, before I can actually start my business or start something um, before I can finally take action. And so um, here's, here's the, here's the reframe on that. <laughs> um, everybody that, everybody that experiences imposter syndrome, they experience it because they want to grow and they want to do things in integrity, right? They don't, you only have imposter syndrome around shit you care about. Right? I don't feel like an imposter when it comes to like, I don't know, the pharmaceutical world, because I'm not in that world. I don't care about that. I'm not going to like, I don't experience it. Where does imposter syndrome show up for me? Well, it shows up when I'm about to go on Instagram stories, maybe, right? Um, I'm giving it, this actually doesn't happen for me anymore, but, but you can't get away with imposter syndrome as a coach that coaches on imposter syndrome, but it's like that, that might've been something that would have come up that would have come up for me before. And it's like, Oh, it's because I care, right? It's because I want to give people the right um, knowledge. I don't want to hurt anybody. It's, a, it's also a lot of fear of like um, unintended consequences. Um, you'll find in a lot of coaches um, in particular, but it's like this fear of like, I don't know enough. And so I'm going to hurt somebody or I'm going to be called out or I'm going to be a fool. And so again, you only experience imposter syndrome when you care about something and you only experience imposter syndrome when you're growing, right? It's only what it is, is a sign that you're growing. It's a sign that you are in a new uncomfortable situation. So this is the example that I always give. Imagine yourself that you're like, most successful business, right? Whatever it is, let's say you're a coach and let's say you, you know, you launched a program and it's like just generating like just, I don't know, $30,000 a month passively. It's just the easiest thing in the world. The second that I ask you to please start a restaurant, you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Doesn't matter how successful your coaching business is or, or mm -hmm. your, or your small business, you know, selling, you know, jewelry is the second I ask you to start an Italian restaurant in the North End in Boston, you're going to be like, I can't do that. Oh my God. There's already all these other Italian restaurants. I need to go to culinary school. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's like, right. Cause I'm asking you to do something new and I'm asking and, you, and you're just starting out. Right. And you care about doing it correctly. <laughs> right. Cause you care about it. So yeah, it's, it's very, I, a lot of what I see is like, oh, I just, I don't know enough. I need to know more. I need to find more answers. I need to do more courses, more certifications um, is, is a big one that, that you'll see in the coaching world in particular. Um, and it's like, no, you just need to get started because that's how you actually improve. That's how you actually practice your craft is by fucking doing it, not by learning more about it in your, in your desk, at your desk, right? In your room. So yeah, that's a big one that I see. What about the self-trust part of it? So in my own experience, you know, when I was starting out, I was, I know all these things, I know all these things, and I sound like I know all of these things, but in terms of trusting myself to implement it, zero. Mm -hmm. And so, like, like you said, with the hoarding of knowledge, like, that is so interesting to me, though, that's part of imposter syndrome, because that makes a lot of sense. But just the, what are your recommendations for I guess it's taking the first step, but also the willpower aspect. And I know you said that willpower is not something that's easily accessible. I'll stop overthinking and just ask, how do you recommend people start with that? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good, that's a good question. So there, when we think about trusting ourselves, we always sort of seem to think of like the happy stuff. Like I trust myself to like take action and I trust myself to get started. And it's like, 
but do you trust yourself to like pick yourself back up when your shit fails, right? Or when your launch didn't go well or whatever. And so we have to look at both of those things, right? We have to look at, okay, I trust myself in what I know and I, and I, and I trust myself to just, just get started, right? That's the first step. Just get started. Just take the tiniest first step, make an Instagram post, um, start writing your program, you know, create the outline for it, whatever that is, just trust yourself to get started. Right. And then as you go, um, you know, and then of course, trusting yourself to, 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 um, to pick yourself back up. But the thing is, as you go, as you take action, it builds. So this is what trust and go means, right? Trust and go seems linear at first, right? But it's actually a cycle. When you trust yourself, the smallest infinitesimal amount of self-trust, right? And then you take the tiniest little action, it builds more self-trust. And then you can go and take a bigger action and it becomes the cycle. So when you think about things like cooking pasta, you're really good at that. It's You've done it many, many times. We've built that skill. You trust yourself to know when the pasta is ready, right? But when it comes to starting a business, that's a tiny thing that you've never done before. It's a very, you got to start small, tiny actions. Um, and you have to consciously allow those actions to build trust in yourself in the sense that you can't dismiss yourself every time you take an action. You can't post on Instagram and then say, this, this shit sucks. This is terrible. Like, this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. You have to look at that and be like, holy shit, I just posted on Instagram. That's amazing, right? Or like, I just bought, I, I, I love um, being in Facebook groups with entrepreneurs and seeing the women that are like, I just bought my domain. And I'm like, I remember when that felt so like huge, right? And it's like, I love that when, when they're super excited about that, because it's like, that's fucking huge. You have a website now. You're not even a website. You might just have the domain. And it's like, even that is huge. So celebrating it in that way is what allows you to build trust in yourself. And when you're always like, it's the energy in which you're doing it in, right? If you're always acting out of this, like, I don't know enough. And I have to prove that I know. And like, da, 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 you have zero trust in yourself. It's not going to work. No matter how many actions that you take, you have to consciously be like, okay, I got this. I'm going to make a a one minute Instagram story and then watch that story and be like, holy shit, I'm so proud of myself for doing that. Maybe you feel like, you know, maybe there's something in your teeth that you're embarrassed or whatever, but fucking be proud of yourself, right? For taking that first step. And that's, what's going to allow you to build trust in yourself. And then again, look for that evidence in any places that you, that you have, you know, picked yourself up after a failure before nobody is alive now listening to this podcast that hasn't experienced failures, many, many failures, right? Or many, many mistakes or, or embarrassing things or, XYZ. And yet you're here listening to this episode, right? So everybody, absolutely everybody can look back in their life and be like, wow, I really fucked up that that moment. And like, I'm alive now. And like, how did I make it past that? What's my own process for picking myself back up? Everybody can look back in their past, find evidence of when they have trusted themselves to take action and then trusted themselves to pick themselves up after their failure. And you can apply that now moving forward, right? It has to be conscious though, right? At at first, because it's a new skill. You're not used to trusting yourself in this way and then, and then celebrating it. Maybe, maybe this is new for you. So it's got to be conscious, but really make, make the effort to look at your actions and and be proud of yourself and, and build that case for your capability. Right. So yeah, that's how you get started. That's beautiful. I love that. And it sounds both simple and complicated at the same time. Really. It's yeah. the, the, the philosophy is simple, but actually sitting down and just being like, yeah. I am going to be excited about my domain purchase today. I am not going to feel like I'm behind or, you know, so I think that is so cool. And yes. you're right. We don't celebrate enough of our small wins. 
Yeah. And it, it's so it's to our detriment, right? So it's you're so right with that. So when someone is thinking, I need help with this. I, I don't even know what I need help with, but I know that I need somebody to help guide me. And radical self-trust is sounding really good. Like what kind of work do you recommend people do ahead of time before they come to you? Oh, um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if there's anything in particular that you need to do other than the massive questionnaire that I send you when you get into my program. Um, you know, because where, where the clients that I've worked with, it's like some of them are entrepreneurs and they, they want to sort of, they're, they're fearing, you know, putting themselves out there or something like that. And then some of them are just in their careers and they want to apply self-trust to that. And then others are just like struggling with trusting themselves in general. And and that's, that's the, the sort of most, that's where you see the most transformation anyways, because they're just, it's, it's, you're experiencing it in all parts of your life. Like remember one of my, one of my clients, you know, was like, it was dealing with motherhood and it was dealing with her business and it was dealing with like her own self-care practices and things like that. And it was like, at the end of it, like we were like sobbing on the last call because it was just such a beautiful, like she just got so much out of it. Right. And it's like, yeah, anywho. And, and, and all of these women that have come to me, they've all, they all have dreams. They all have aspirations. They're all sort of doing things. Right. Um, but the work starts when, when you say yes. And then I send you a very long questionnaire to work through <laughs> um, to get started on, on the program. But, but everybody needs to have some sort of vision um, for what they want to get out of it. Um, and I think, you know, it's just sort of looking at that, maybe starting to bring some, some awareness to, where am I getting blocked? Where am I not trusting myself? Uh, where have I seen this before? Was there a moment in which I lost trust in myself? Like, was it like me where there was like a, a clear night and day? Um, you know, and then what, what is, what is the thing that you see you getting the biggest value out of it? And most times it's going to be something totally different, but at least bringing some awareness to what you want is going to get the ball rolling in a really powerful way. Well, and I think that, I love that it's, how do I put it? I love that it is, again, specific to we need goals to make this work, but it's very broad too in the sense of like, if you need to work on self-trust, if you want to work on imposter syndrome, if you want to work on self-love, if you want to, you know, like if you are having some sort of block or a question that you can't answer, like this is the kind of work that we do together. But one thing that, and this is my, this is my bad segue because the coffee's worn off already. But the freebie library that you offer is so full of this too. And so I wanted to talk to you about that as well. Yeah. So tell everybody about the freebie library that you have. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So since I was so excited about a membership, I was like, I'm just going to make a library of freebies because I think that's way more fun than just like one random workbook. Um, yeah, this, this came out of like, okay, I have so many things I want to create for people. And, you know, th there's just so many different ways to attack this. I really, human design is, is like the perfect example of just one thing doesn't work for everybody. And so I think I sort of intuitively knew that before even getting into human design, but, but I wanted to create a bunch of different things that people can use. Um, so the, the fun one that you, that I thought of when you were saying, okay, I need to celebrate my 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 domain purchase there's an entire workbook around um how do you reprogram thoughts like that so if you initially do something and then you think oh that wasn't good enough i actually have an entire workbook called implementation intentions which is a little brain hack that you can use 
to switch a habit, right? Because we need to do that to build self-trust. If you're always like, oh, that wasn't good enough. Or you wake up in the morning, you're like, I'm a piece of shit. I woke up so late. How do you instead, boom, switch, switch that really quick. Implementation intentions is, is a huge part of my work. I have all my clients work on this and I have a little workbook that explains all of that. And then I have another workbook that is uh, three tools to cultivate self-trust. If you're just starting out on this journey and you want to begin to cultivate self-trust, you want to understand how are you meant to make decisions and things like that and, and, and sort of gather that evidence as I was talking about, that's the workbook for you. Um, and then there is a morning rituals. If you like to start your day off with like journaling, there's an entire workbook with prompts in there. But again, journaling doesn't work for everybody. So there is also an EFT tapping session in there for imposter syndrome specifically. Um, and this is how we do, you were sort of talking about, you know, it's so it's, it can be difficult to work through this stuff. And it's like the way that I approach it a lot of the times is using EFT tapping because we're getting at the subconscious. And so I might not be, you know, a, a hypnotherapist that can put you under and sort of start to pull things out of you that you might not know, but EFT tapping is going to do that work for me to imprint new beliefs and to work through some things that you consciously at least are aware of. Right. So EFT tapping is super powerful for that. Um, so yeah, and there's a, there's a couple other things in there. There's some some phone wallpapers if you like to stay motivated. If you like trust and go, you can download trust and go in like five different colors. Put it on your back and uh, on your wallpaper on your phone. Um, so yeah, and then of course you get added to my email list, which I'm sending prompts and, and exercises all the time. All the time is a strong word. Every Monday <laughs> um, to to continue to work on self trust um, and and even use your human design to do so. So yeah, that's the freebie library. It's it's free as it sounds it's amazing that's you have so many resources in there already that's <laughs> crazy so people are going to have more questions um how can they get a hold of you what's the best way that you prefer yeah instagram instagram dms are the best um so my instagram is by maria henning so by and then my name um and yeah just send me shoot me a message on there um tell me you found me from this podcast and then i'll know um you know what we're talking about and we can have yeah, all the conversations around self-trust, human design, imposter syndrome, perfectionism, all that good stuff. Is there anything that we left out that you want to make sure people know about? Yeah, that's a great question. If you're, if you're listening to this, you know, this is your first practice in trusting yourself. You're listening to this because you care about growth. You care about having integrity in your business and you care about trusting yourself. And so that is your first evidence to look at that you are trustworthy. You are worthy of trusting yourself because you're doing the work right now. This is work. This isn't, yeah, this is fun. Maybe you're listening to this as you're doing the dishes. I know that's what I do when, I, when I'm listening to podcasts. And I could easily be listening to music instead. I'm just jamming out, but instead you're choosing to learn. So proud of you. Celebrate that. That's your first act of self-trust to consciously celebrate. What a perfect way to end this. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. This was a wonderful conversation. And yeah, I super appreciate you. Um, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey guys, Megan here. One thing before you go, I would love to answer your questions on the next Q&A episode. 
All you have to do is go to meganbream.com slash askmegan, and you'll be redirected to a site to leave your questions for me and hopefully get on the next episode. I do them once a month and I am excited to hear your questions and hopefully help you guys out. Again, it's meganbream.com slash askmegan. I'll talk to you guys soon. On the next episode before he even won the medals, right? So if we operate in the same mindset around, okay, I'm going to commit to one of the habits in my programs is save a dollar a day. Seems super simple, but if you've never done it, it's really hard. And so just saving a dollar a day, using that concept of whatever dollar amount that is for you, saving $5 a day, $10, a hundred, whatever that dollar amount is, it's can you be consistent at one thing and commit that to yourself and have integrity with yourself and be take it take ownership of it really 